0: So imagine hiring someone to do that for you, and they didn't do anything. So we were lost. We're like, okay, if this company that we hired, we paid for, is not helping us, we're going to have to take matters in our own own hands.
1: Candid Qatar, a podcast that focuses on interesting conversations with inspirational people around Qatar. Hello, my name is Fatma and I'm your host today, following my co-host, Ju Young. I hope you guys are having a great day. Please join me in welcoming our guest today. You will get to know her very soon, uh, so please stay tuned and hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Candid Qatar podcast. Today we have a female entrepreneur. Her name is Mahal Fardan, also the owner of Flat 77 Café. So, hi, Maha. Thank you for coming here today. Thank you for joining our podcast. Uh, Would you please introduce yourself? Tell us more about who you are and what you do.
0: Hi, everyone. Uh, Thank you for having me. Um, Always here to support local um, things that everyone does, even in uni, outside uni, everything. Supporting the youth. So, my name is Mahal Ferdan. I am the co-owner of Latin 7. It's a cafe in West Bay, uh, cafe slash restaurant. Also, I am a teacher. Uh, I'm part of Teach for Qatar, and um, I just started. I used to work somewhere else for the past two years, and that's when I started Platinum Seven, and this is my new role right now. I studied in London at University of Westminster. Uh, I studied marketing communications.
1: So how how is it being a teacher?
0: So I just started, I started, I think a month ago, but I don't know if you guys know Teach for Qatar is like um, organizations, nonprofit uh, nonprofit organization, and they train you, they train people who do not have background in their studies that has anything to do with education. So we were trained for um, around seven to eight weeks, and um, it was a whole new experience, a whole new journey for me. And I just started teaching a month ago. And so far, it's been a journey. It's been a whole new eye-opener for me, honestly. But I can't really judge because I just started. And you know, with with COVID, um, we don't have students every day coming in. I, I teach students nearly once or twice a week. So I can't judge but so far it's really been amazing and I'm just hoping it stays this good.
1: I feel like it's really nice to see behind the scenes, you know, you being a student once and getting to see how it feels like.
0: It's Crazy, like I'm just, I'm like, wow, I'm the teacher now. Like for the first week I was speechless and I was like, oh yeah, I was like behind the scenes and I'm like, okay, this, so this, is, how, this is how it works. Um, but also it's a very different environment to the school that I grew up in and then these government schools. So even that was very different to me, but I'm just here, I hope to support the youth and to inspire them and to help them grow and be independent um, females that, you know, can help develop our our country more and more in the future.
1: That's really nice. You're really inspiring. And considering that you own a cafe, like what made you start? What was like the initial idea or thought? And... Uh, Since you are co-owner, who is your partner?
0: Um, So my my co-owner is my sister. Uh, She's older than me. We're five years apart. As I told you guys, I studied in uh, London. I was there for around three years. And I started the year 2014. And uh, my sister, me and my sister both moved there at the same time. She did her master's. I did my bachelor's. So she stayed there with me for about around a year, maybe a a year and, and a bit. Um, But when we moved there, we got an apartment and the apartment uh, became our home in London. Uh, We furnished it, it was not furnished, so we furnished it. Our our apartment was called flat 77, and uh, we turned it into not just a home, we turned it into a place for everyone, for our friends, for our family when they would come to visit. Every little corner had like a special meaning to me or a special meaning to my sister. And we also made it have a special meaning to our friends, to our family, to everyone who visited us in London. They all know the background. They all know the history. They all know. If you know, you know. Um, That's one of our our names, tags. If you know, you know. So basically because we want, I came back to, uh, I came back to Doha after my three years and I told my sister, by the way, I have a list. So back in London, I used to cook. My sister used to cook as well. And we would, uh, we I would always, like, whatever I'm craving at any time of day, I'm like, oh, today I'm craving a chocolate cake. I'll literally wake up and bake myself a chocolate cake. Who's going to eat it? Just me. But just because I want to, I did it, you know? So basically, yeah, we would always cook, and our friends would always come over. Sometimes my friends would sleep over, we would wake up the next morning and cook our whole br- a whole brunch for all of us. Like eggs and shakshuka, tomato, avocado, like, it was a whole, like, everyone was like in their own space and cutting and cooking and someone was boiling someone was cutting like it was just it was just a great vibe all the time like if you ask anyone who actually knows 77 they'll all tell you oh 77 like the memories we had there um, also like if we had eid sometimes we'd have eid and we would have classes so we wouldn't be able to come back to doha we all celebrated Eid there. We also got up, everyone would come over from the morning and we'd all cook matchbous and um, but machboos is like a little small pieces of chicken because we can't cook no in the, as the girls, all of us, <laughs> kind of hard, um, but we would make like a small, per, a small version of much for us, you know. Um, and like someone would make the salad and someone would make like mashed potatoes, you know, like our own, our own type of Eid. And then we'd have like the tea after and the gahwa. So we did that a couple of times whenever it was Eid and uh, every time I cooked something new, I would write it down on my notes. I think I still have it. Uh, I would write it down in my notes and I was sitting once in London, I told my sis- my friend or my cousin, I can't remember, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna make a restaurant when I go back to Doha and it's gonna be called um, and it's gonna have like all these dishes that I made when I was here. And I'm gonna name it after specific people. Like for example, once I went to my friend's apartment, my best friend was with me as well. Uh, and we cooked salmon in her apartment that night. And I wrote in my notes, I wrote 180s salmon or one or salmon done at Maha's, something like that. Maha's, my friend's name, not me, Maha. So all these things that I wrote were in my notes. So I went back to Doha, we sold our apartment. It was the saddest day of my life, but it's fine. And I told my sister, by the way, I have a list of all the things we can, uh, we can put in the menu if we ever opened it. She's like, Listen, we're gonna open it. I told her, "Yeah, sure, okay." She's like, "No, really, we'll we'll do it." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." I was unemployed, and uh, I get an email, like I think a week after or something or two weeks, and she's like, "It's an email that says uh, meeting with like a design design agency for building our brand." I'm like, "Are you joking, or are you being serious?" She's like, "No, I'm being serious." I'm like, "Yeah, but do you really want to do it, like?" are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, I'm okay, but I'm not sure. I don't want to do it. She's like, I don't care. We're both doing it. So she basically, she really pushed for it more than I did, honestly. And uh, that's how we started. And then within that time of that week or those two weeks, me and her sat down and decided we're actually going to name it Flat 77. And the meals that we're going to have in it is, is mostly based on our past not only in seven, seven, but also our old, like our childhood uh, things.
2: I think it was very interesting to hear about the journey of how it began. It began, actually, the idea kind of came up in London. So I think it was like very interesting. Um, what was it like to starting up a business in Qatar with your own sister? Because it's not an easy job. And I feel like you just have a lot of, It might be even more difficult to open up with, with just, you know, person that you have like a business relationship with, but it's also might be different. Yeah. So what, what was it like?
0: My sister, she has a strong personality and, but she is very smart and I've always looked up to her all the time. Like till today, I always look up to her. And because I think because I'm used to her ways and she's used to my ways, I think it was fine. And also because I was new in this business world while well, she's been working, she was working, I think, for two years by then, I think two or three year, two years by then. I didn't, uh, how do I say this? I would take decisions like I was mostly part of like the creative and the design and the marketing and like what would look good and what would uh, like fit well, while well, she was like, okay, uh, accounting and finance and uh, uh, who's going to do what and uh, background and uh, HR and, you know, all that business side that I didn't, I don't want to be part of, you know? So I think because we had that very good balance on who's good at what, she gave, like we gave each other the, um, the space to do what they're good at and support one another. And also because at the end of the day, our goal was the same. I think that's what helped us the most. We wanted to reach the same goals. A few times, like maybe sometimes you would like be like, no, I, let's do this. Or she would say, let's do this. And then later I'm like, I told you, you know, but it's fine. It happens everywhere, everywhere, every, everything you do, it happens. But we've learned so much from our mistakes. We still make mistakes, but, um, but uh, we push through we push through and we support each other and we take over when the other isn't 100% like there are times at work or when she's busy with so many things I take over like 80% or I'll take over 90% just because it's both of us you know we try we try hard to support each other all the time or do what is needed to be done when the
1: other isn't doing it. That's really nice that you both have like a good relationship that you complement each other's work so well and you uh, have like a really nice flow like if someone isn't giving their 100% like you take over and stuff like that that's really nice how challenging was it for the both of you at the beginning when you first started because the food and cafe business in, in Qatar is like really big and it's like one of the most like uh challenging I think sectors here in Qatar so uh what was your like vision or concept that you wanted to make your place different than other cafes and you know like restaurants here in Qatar I mean Um, I didn't
0: mention this in the beginning of the journey, but our main idea of making the restaurant or the cafe um, was basically that that we wanted to bring a part of London or a part of us as people who we were there and the space to Doha, to Qatar. You know, so our main idea was bringing a space where everyone can feel like they're at home in Doha in a specific like space. We basically built it up on your home away from home because that was our home away from home. So we wanted to create a whole aura, a whole vibe, a whole space of feeling you're at, you're at home, but you're not, but you feel like you are, you know? Like we even created the place as like, if, if you guys have been, um, there's, there's a living room uh, a living room kind of space. It's not the whole thing, is in the, it's a, a portion of the place is like a living room. And that living room is exactly or somewhat as close as we could make it to the space, uh, to our apartment. It had that L-shaped couch, it was gray. There was a carpet, similar to that carpet, there we would change it uh, a few times here and there. And there was a coffee table. And on that coffee table, there were so many things So instead of that table being so many things, we had the TV where we put a lot of things. Um, We tried to do it as much as we can with a replica of being at home. Um, Also like the music, the aura, we tried hard to make it as if you'd be chilling at home and doing the same thing. And that's why we put in like Netflix and we put in um, Apple TV in uh, the other media room because it's, it's a place where you can just go and chill with your friends. Also for the card games and stuff, we used to have card games and these little, um, I don't know what they're called, but uh, like these sticks where you take out and then you act it out or stuff like that um, in our apartment. So we said, what better way to create such a vibe of being at home with your friends chilling? Of course, you need card games, you need board games, you need a place to chill with each other. Um, And also a few things that we made, um, we have in the store is literally from the apartment itself. And if it's not from the apartment itself, it's something sentimental to us. Um, uh, and it's also, there is, for example, there are DVD DVDs under the TV. And those DVDs are literally from our childhood home, taken and put there. And yeah, a lot of the things are from my house uh, when I was a kid and some from the apartment. And a few things I put here and there are like things that i personally do to my room so i put
1: it there um how was it challenging at the beginning stage like of making it like unique and like what was the difficult part of starting with your sister or like even just starting a business in qatar so it was difficult because keep in mind we came into this not knowing
0: anything honestly zero and uh, we just started with creating the brand and uh, here and there like i'd ask my brother i'd ask my cousin because they opened stuff on their own. And they would say, like, you literally just do it day by day. You will obviously make mistakes, but you learn from them and you're going to continue and you're going to move forward and you're going to grow. It was very difficult in the beginning because, as I said, we knew nothing. So we didn't know that, oh, doing this is wrong. Doing this is right. We didn't know that. We also hired this company to help us, like, literally help us, help us with so many things, not just... And basically, they would help us with hiring. They'd help us with training. They'd help us with, um, like, I think, it, I think as well, social media and uh, marketing, a marketing, a marketing plan. And they did nothing for us. Nothing. Zero. So imagine hiring someone to do that for you, and they didn't do anything. So we were lost. We're like, okay, if this company that we hired, we paid for, is not helping us, we're going to have to take matters in our own hands own hands so we we cancelled them like literally they did nothing it's like thinking about it gets me really um, annoyed uh, remembering it but then we just did it all on our own any hiring we hired we i literally like put out ads and found people and interviewed them we we also when we opened uh, some people we hired we didn't any yani they didn't we didn't hire them yet there were a lot of different problems with um, visas and stuff like that like we didn't know all these all these problems you know until we realized oh you can't just you need to wait a few days or it doesn't process as long or you know things like that uh, we had someone helping us with the hr someone from the business was helping us. But there are things that we, we had no clue about. So we hired last minute, like literally last minute, we would hire from an agency. And it was it's things like this that you don't realize, but when it happens, you're like, you need, there is a solution. Even though solu- the solution isn't the best, you have to do it. Like for example, the agency, it broke my heart because the ladies that we hired, they would come like tired, they'd come unmotivated you know and we'd ask them like why and it's like oh they don't get their their pay for example or they don't get their daily food or they don't and to me it's 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 like what do you mean this this happens you know so it's like i'm not just caring for myself here i'm caring for a whole new staff that are are working under me so that was also like hiring was a big problem it was just a lot of a lot of issues here and there but you learn from them, and you you just work your way around them. Another issue we had was the building, uh, finding a place. So we went to so many places, and we didn't know what was good, what wasn't good. And then some people would say, "Oh, the rent is the rent is too high for this one," and we're like, "Okay, but what really is a good price?" You know. Um, so again, we have to ask people. We have to ask, is this a good rent? Uh, price is it not things like that I literally just we literally just ask anyone like I'll ask my brother my sister will ask a friend and then we just work our way
1: that's really inspiring to know that Yanni even after the agency bailed on you you and your sister still continued because I feel like as a startup when you don't have the support that you might have had now with like your customers and people around you you wouldn't have the same push and so it could have been like difficult for you and your sister to be like, okay, this actually can work. Uh, so it's really inspiring to see that you took your matters into your own hand and you managed and you made sure you got, like your vision was there. And it's like there, and I can vouch for the place to be such like a homey place. Cause I've been there a couple of times and it's, it's truly a really like um, a homey type of feel place. So you really did well with that.
0: How you said that we kept moving forward. Honestly, it wasn't me, it was my sister. How many times did I text her, should we cancel? Like I would message her, listen, we're canceling. We're stopping this. We're not, like, let's stop. And she'd be like, no, how are we going to do it? I'm like, no, like, I don't want to do it anymore. You know what? So many problems. I don't want to do it. Let's cancel. Let's back out. I'm like, we still didn't, like, we still didn't start. We still didn't build our place. we still didn't. She's like, no, it's done. We're doing it. We're doing it. So props to her for. For pushing through the whole time because if it was just me i'd be like
1: oh, i'm scared i'm not i'm too scared no that's okay that's really nice because even like as you said your sister does have experience in this so like her push helps you because as a startup like if you ha- didn't have experience it would be um more difficult yeah um and i also
2: really like the comment that you made about of uh, making your business as homely and as personalized as possible because flat 77 is really like what am i go- to cafe where i go to just like you know just study a whole day and i feel like now that you kind of mentioned about you know making it as personal as possible so you brought out things from your own apartment and put it up there like will make me see the cafe differently now so following up the your previous comment i wanted to ask after all the things that you guys went through what was the biggest Lesson learned from your journey.
0: I think you just you just you just look forward. Like don't let anything hold you back. And even if there were there is a bump on the road, it's fine. Like life moves on and it's gonna be okay, you know. Instead of like holding back and oh my god, this is such a big problem. Uh, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Life really moves on, you know? Like, don't dwell on something or hold on to something, even though it's the biggest problem ever. Like, just try to push through and try to move forward, Yanni. Really, really, it's fine. You will find your way. You just believe, just believe. And believe in yourself,
1: that's something as well. You always need to believe in yourself. So, as two female entrepreneurs, how, was it challenging in terms of gaining support from like your loved ones your family or people around you like how did they react to you know your idea of starting your own cafe and stuff like that because here in qatar you know like there's a stigma around women that you know like they can't do anything or they um you know need like a man's help or support so how did you see this as like a uh how was like your support from like your loved ones and family so my
0: dad um as a person he he low-key always supports us all the time, but he wants us to show him that we're able to, you know? So I remember like throughout the whole year of us creating it, every like few days or a few months or few weeks, he'd be like, huh? Uh, like, you know, I like, can, I'm trans. I'm going tr- to translate. He's like, are you guys done or what? Like, is this even happening? You know, and that's his way of, come on, you can do it. I'm waiting where where is it you know so I know like that my family always supports me even though they don't show it and like come on girls you can do it like our dad has always supported us but he just wants you to show him that you can do it and then he will like now with my teaching job in the beginning because I, ha- I had a corporate job and it was really going well and everything but honestly I I didn't like it that much. I was working there for two years, and uh, when I told him I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna be a teacher, he looked at me like, excuse me, like, are you joking? And to my dad, it's like, the corporate life is the life you need to be part of, you know? So when I told him I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna be a teacher, he's like, are you sure? You know? And then I told him I quit, and the day I told him I quit, I'll never forget, he looked at me like, really, you really quit? Like, are you sure about this? And I'm like, yeah, but well, I'm doing it, I'm leaving, I'm gonna be a teacher. Until I started work and he was like, like, I'm like, is, this, is he supporting me or is he not supporting me, you know? But now, when I go back home, he sits and he's like, okay, how was your day? what did you do? Uh, how are your students? Uh, you know, like all these things. And I'm like, okay, he's fine. He, he, he likes that I'm doing this, you know? But in the beginning, he's not going to tell me, yes, do it. You know, he's just there on the sideline saying, I know you can do it, but prove to me that you can do it. So that's how my family is. But as my friends, my close friends and my sister's friends, they're rooting for us from day one. And honestly, my friends, they helped us so much. They helped us with so many things. Girls, if you hear this, you know who you are. I'm getting emotional. They were supporting us from day one and they were helping us with so many things. From day one and even like just going to IKEA and finding small things here and there like they're by my side you know helping me choosing with me telling me Maha do this it's better add this to your menu why don't you put this oh I'll give you something like you know there's a small dog in the apartment in the cafe it's a small pink dog it was my best friend's uh, dog well not real dog like a structured dog in her apartment in London And I think she has two and she didn't wanna put two in her room in Doha or something. She's like, you know what, I'm gonna put it in 77. And I'm like, thanks. So things like that, and they've always been supporting me. All the food tastings, we overdosed on avocado one day. I remember until today they go like, we don't overdosing an avocado for you, (laughs) you know? With a lot of things, even like now when we do, when I do designs or whatever, when I get designs, I send it to all of them girls. Which one choose, help me. And they're like, Maha, do this, remove this. And they've always been supporting me. My mom as well. My mom is always asking me how fast in seven. Or my mom's a big judger in food. So she's like, I'm going to go try it. And I'm like, please don't. I'm scared. But um, she goes and she's like, eh, Maha, it was good. I'm like, really? Or are you lying? you know but yeah no they're all support me it's fun it's cute once um, my brother called me and he and I was out of the country and he's like oh my god you won't guess who went since seven I'm like who oh. and like he tells me and I'm like oh cool like that's amazing thanks for like you know the heads up my younger brother yani yeah, it's it's sweet it's nice it's nice to get their support yeah they've they've been there they've been there honestly I'm so thankful for all of them wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for them
1: it's really nice to see that like you know, like you have a support, like a support system and it helps you like, you know, go and like get to where you want to be. Um, so let's say like someone who doesn't have this type of support system, what would you, what advice would you give them? Honestly, just you're there for yourself. You know, like this te- like now
0: I'm talking about the teaching job because everyone's supporting me with that, was the teaching job. Like, I think a lot of times when I told people, they're gonna, they were like, seriously, you're really going to do it. And to me, it's like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because I want to grow myself and I want to do something with what I'm capable of, you know? So you always need to support yourself at the end of the day, all the time. If it's not for yourself, who are you going to do it for? You're going to do it for someone else? No, you do it for yourself first before you do it for anyone else. So always support yourself. Even if you think it's the craziest decision, support yourself because
1: you inside you believe you want to do it did you always want to so I know you said you didn't want to like your sister kind of pushed you into opening the cafe so had you not opened it where would you think you'd be in life what would have been like your goal or dream to do something like not talking about like jobs or anything but like something for yourself like something I would
0: open other than a cafe for example I have so many things I want to do or want to open one major thing that hopefully, like in the future, like in a couple of years, I don't know. Inshallah, it's possible one day. I want to open like um, like an organization that is able to help uh, schools, but it's going to be a private-owned organization uh, to help um, education abroad in places that are not fully equipped or you know are not capable of offering such a high standard of education to their to their youth or like in places like poverty place like low and low developing countries where there's a lot of poverty and be able to help them get skills from people I know or people in Doha and yeah help them build or help them even improve their education or their schooling you know like build schools for them for example I know that is done now but I want to do that more and I want to be the creator of that in a certain way.
1: That's really inspiring. Uh, Hopefully this could all happen very soon. Um, If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Um, Let go, I feel. In what way? Like not being too person if you don't want to, but like in what aspect?
0: I feel like let go as in like, don't, don't hold yourself all the time. Like, I'm always, before I do something, I'm always nervous or anxious or always thinking, overthinking it, overthinking a decision. If you ask anyone, anyone about me, they'll be like, Maha cannot make a decision if her life depended on it. She's not able to make a decision. And that reason, the reason of that is because I'm just overthinking that decision so much. Like, what if I did this? If I did this? Okay, what do I want to do? I don't know. But if I just let go and like, didn't have to think about it that much, you know, let go of the thoughts in my mind, I'll do it, you know? I wouldn't think twice. Yeah, I think it would be that. Like, don't be scared, just do it.
1: That's good. Um. So this is, like, a very off-topic question, but how did coronavirus and with everything happening, going on, affect Flat 77 in your business?
0: Um. So honestly, it did affect highly, a lot. My staff, my income we had to literally close down yani no income for a couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken, maybe two weeks. It was no income whatsoever, or three weeks, I'm, I can't remember. But And then we had only income from, uh, from deliveries or pickups. And then we had to close pickup. And then it was just delivery. And then also another thing was that people did not want to order things from from outside because they were too scared. So that also affected us and we just literally had no income whatsoever. So my biggest problem, like our biggest problem mean my sister was our staff. How are we gonna pay them if we don't have any income whatsoever? And Haram like, I, I feel so bad, but uh, we had to, um, I think we had to half their salary if I'm not mistaken. And we told them don't come in whatsoever. Like once a week, I think, like once a week, one of, like they would take more than four days off or something in a week, something like that, just sad, like, it's fine if my business doesn't get money, it's okay, but how am I going to pay my staff, you know, so that, that was very um, sad for us, so instead we gave them like we gave them fruits and uh, we gave them vegetables like free vegetables for them and also we gave them they wanted rice or chicken I think instead of so in the beginning we gave them the vegetables and then we gave them they said they wanted rice or chicken so we're like okay fine uh, weekly we're gonna give you rice and chicken for like each each one of you you know so that you know, at least you know like we're so sorry but we really can't do anything about it and he, even when we saw them, and the, I remember going to, to the shop and the lights were off. No one was there. There were like only four staff. And I told them, I'm so sorry. Like, my own, like, even my, everyone I know, their salaries got cut. Like, I'm, I'm I was just, I'm like, what? I can't, I can't help the situation as much as I want to. I can't help it. But then, thank God, uh, the bank came through and the, one of the banks we work with, and we applied for it as well, that uh, local companies can apply for it. They, they give you uh, an amount that they can pay the salaries of the staff. So we're very thankful for that. And again, thankful, thankful for the country for helping us with that. Um, but COVID did really affect us all, honestly, everyone. I even had a staff that was stuck in, uh, in her country for, she's still, she's still there, she, she never came back since March. It's because there's just so much, she couldn't come back because of Corona and everything, and then now she's just still there. So, yani, I, really, we can't help the situation, but now, alhamdulillah, it's better, it's much better. People are still coming uh, now, much more, and uh, it's better. But really, it affected everyone, not just, I think, not just 7-7, seven, seven, seven. it's affected everything. affected schools, it affected everything. Yeah
1: um honestly i would just like to give credit where it's deserved like that's really nice of you and your sister to you know care about your staff care about like the people that are in your team like that's really nice and considering and honestly like you you deserve all the credit just as like a wrap up last question kind of thing so in five years where do you see flat 77 and what vision do you have and what do you want you know like flat 77 to be known as or for
0: one of our main like the highest thing we want to do for Seven, like within the five by five years or within these five years uh we want to open one in london i don't know how hard we're going to work to do that but that's like our ultimate crazy goal that we want to do but we're going to change it up as in change it up uh to be put like change it up to suit the place there Another thing we said we wanted to do is, for example, if we opened a different version of, we wanted to open a different in Doha, but wherever we open, it's going to be changed. It's not going to be like flat 77, the apartment. It's going to be like flat 77, the lounge or flat 77, depending where it is. Like we're thinking, okay, if we had it in like the most upscale high class place, we would make it into like a homey, loungy vibe, but made to suit the place. We'd even change the furniture in a certain way to suit the place it's in, um, in that way. Because I don't think you can make, I don't think it's nice if we made the exact same look and feel of the original somewhere else. It should be changed to to fit the place it's in.
1: Um, Last question. So what advice would you give to the youth of Qatar? There's so much. <laughs> um,
0: there's so much I can tell them. But don't don't let anyone bring you down. Don't let anyone stand in your way. Believe in yourself and let others believe in you. Trust yourself. Always follow through. And yani, just you be you you be you really you be you
1: thank you so much for that so that concludes the episode thank you so much maha for joining we really appreciate you taking your time especially during this hectic time thank you guys uh, really thank you Wallah. thank you for joining this episode of candid qatar to see more please check our social media at candid qatar on twitter instagram and facebook and youtube as well again thank you guys so much for tuning in and see you soon